And I just want to welcome all our live stream viewers. Thank you for tuning in. I would like you to press that like and share button. There might be somebody on your Facebook, on your, on your live stream that needs to hear the word this morning. Amen. Amen. But Father God, let's just bow our head. Father God, um, we just want to thank you. Thank you for your word, Father. Thank you that your word is alive in us, Father God. Lord, thank you that your word is not only alive, but it brings life. It brings change. Your word is a hammer that breaks through the hardest of hearts, Father. Thank you that your word is a seed that will come up and produce good fruit because your word will not return to us void, Father. Holy Spirit, do in this place only what you can do. We know it's not by might nor by power, but it's by your Spirit, Father God. Holy Spirit, we honor you. We honor Jesus. We honor God this morning. We honor Elohim, the all-sufficient one this morning. Father, we worship you. We praise your holy name because we know it's not a man in front, about a woman in front or a man in front, but it's all about you, Lord. That's why we give you all the glory and we receive all the victory, Father. In the mighty, mighty name of Jesus, amen and amen. Amen. As you know, we are busy with our series. uh, We are building the house of the Lord. And we are, as we are building our homes, we are building God's home. Amen. You know, if your foundation is is established in God, then um, the winds and the storms can come. um, Your foundation will stand. Amen. Are you excited about that? Um, Psalm 127 verses 1 said, Unless the Lord builds the house, the the labor in vain who build it. Unless the Lord guard the city, the watchmen stay awake in vain. If the Lord doesn't build, it's in vain. If the Lord doesn't watch, it's in vain. No matter what we are trying, if we are trying to build it in our own strength and trying to to be something in our own strength, it's in vain. Because it's the Lord that builds. It's the Lord that protects. Amen. As you know, I started last week with the prodigal son and and this morning I'm going to go on. We all know the story, but I'm going to go on in building the house and it's Father's Day. So I'm going to talk about the father of the son. Amen. Amen, men. What is so awesome is you are the foundation of your homes with Jesus. If you build without Jesus, the foundation might have cracks in it. But when we build a family, we first build on Jesus and then we build on the man. And I want to honor each and every one of you this morning. I know it's not an easy job being a father. And maybe you are an absent father, but not by choice. You know, and I'm going to say something, and I'm going to say this. I'm just going to say it. But sometimes the child wonders where the daddy is. And the dad wants to be there. But the mother used the father as, or the child as punishment to the father. If you don't do what I say, you can't see your child. And sometimes it's out of your control. Sometimes men leave by choice. But it's not always, the man is not always wrong. The woman is not always right. And vice versa. Okay, I'm not going to speak about it. But I'm just saying. Don't make your child suffer. 
because you want to punish the parent. Still? You know, you know if I'm here, you're going to hear it as it is, right? Don't make the child suffer. Okay? The child's got nothing to do with your argument. I'm just going to leave it there. But <laughs> I know somebody on live stream had to hear that. But let me tell you this this morning. As, as I said it in the Afrikaans service. I said, I, I'm not, I know there's a lot of women movements. And I know we're standing up for women rights. And yes, it's okay. But some of those doctrines became demonic. Demon doctrines. Because you are taking man out of his place and, to, and put somebody else in there that's not supposed to be in there. And then women want to know why are we getting heart attacks at the early age and why are we going gray and getting all the wrinkles and the crinkles. It's because you are in a position you're not supposed to be. Many years ago, there's my husband at the back. You can ask him, I needed to be in control of everything. He couldn't say, ooh, ah, eh, ooh. No, I decide. And then I was so stressed up in my life and I had so much stress. And I was such an unhappy person until God told me, but your order in your home is wrong, Tasha. And I was like, Lord, what do you mean? I didn't call you to rule and to reign over your husband. I didn't call you to stress over, over where the food is coming from and how the bills is going to be paid. I didn't order you or, or, or formed you to tell your husband what to do and what not to do. And it was hard for me because my personality is quite strong. He needs a medallia. He would tell me every day, I a medallia, I cry. And it's true. And I was such an unhappy person. And the reason was because I was unhappy in what I was doing. Because I was out of place and out of position. Come on, man. You should say, Amen. But there came a day when I said, Listen, yeah, I'm not going to do this anymore. It was so bad. And I'm speaking out of my house. And you know, I always protect my family. When Grayson was small... I'm going to go there. She's like, you're going to pay me a hundred rand. We have a rule. If I speak about them, I need to pay them a hundred rand. But I don't, you know. And I said, just God bless you. <laughs> it was so bad. When he tried to correct and direct the child, I will step in and I will say, come baby, get behind mama. Let's do this. One day we were, Grayson and him were having an argument and she was tiny. I mean, she was like five or six, maybe eight. I don't know. And her dad told her something and she was like, she looked, she tapped her foot on the floor and she stood like this. She looked at me and she looked at her dad like, bring it on dad. My mom is ready for you. <laughs> and at that very moment, my eyes opened. I saw what this child was doing. And I realized that I'm not going to say anything. I don't know who was more shocked, Grayson or Vian. And I decided I'm taking my hands off. I'm letting daddy be daddy and mommy will be mommy. 
Because in our home, we need to represent God. And you can only represent God if there's somebody that can nurture and somebody that can lead. But if there's two heads, what happens? A monster are created and now you are sitting with brats. That's why they're flying me all over the world. It was so bad that one day Grayson told her daddy something. No, her daddy said to her, and they were also having like an argument. And Vian said, Grayson, God weet. And she turned around and she said, yes, daddy, God weet what. And I thought to myself, although I started to laugh because it was like a very funny moment right there. But I knew if I laugh out loud now, it's going to be chaos in my house. All the respect is going to disappear. And they had to find one another. But mommy stayed out of it. Amen. And when we have fights in our home, again, I'm speaking out of my home. Or somebody, one of my kids will speak disrespectfully to their father. I would say, don't talk to my husband like that. And now when the daddy wants to say something, the children will tell me, can you please tell your husband? (laughs) Sort out your husband, please. (laughs) But the thing is, Satan came and he's trying to paralyze men. He's trying to steal your confidence, trying to bring you out of place and out of position, trying to tell you you're not good enough because no position is opening for you and, and, and trying to tell you that you need to step down, that the person that's actually supposed to be next to you can come and be over you. You are very silent. Some of the women are like, mm, we're not getting her. But the men say, hey, get her. <laughs> and we are trying to rule because we think we are the neck. We, we have a joke in the house. Who wears the pants? Then I will say, I do. Because <laughs> I always have a pants on. But the thing is, society is trying to tell us that we should be stronger and we should, we as women, we should be stronger and we should rule the world. And what is that telling men? You have no place in authority. And yes, there is circumstances and situations where men should rather just move out of the way. But that is the lie of the enemy where they come and say, all man, all men. Because God has created you to be the priest of the house, the king of the house. But if your confidence is stolen and you're out of place and out of position, you feel like, where do I belong? What do I have to give? And now a lot of kids is born without backbone. Because daddy is missing in action, not because he want to, but because... If I speak a little bit too loud, I'm abusing. If I, if I correct you, it is some kind of something. And now the order in the house is wrong. 
And society is okay with it. We are okay. We say, no, it's fine. But the men are suffering. It's time that we put our men back where they belong. Come on. If Dr. Gustav steps in here, what do I do? I honor the man, not just because he's my pastor, but because he's my father. If my house is in chaos, I honor my husband when he comes in because I know that everything that's in chaos will be put into place. And you know, I literally have a stress-free life because I don't worry about anything. I sleep very peacefully at night. I don't know if my husband is sleeping. That's like, you know, like, mm, that's your worry. You were created to stress, not me. <laughs> Come on. But we carry one another. And I'm getting to my sermon, but I know I, I should just say this because this is Father's Day. The heart of the Father, because I know that, that you know, sometimes we think the mommies is the gentle ones. But Daddy let the children get away with everything. Come on. They love to, to, to um, spoil the child. And like mommy is like the T-Rex correcting like, did you make your bed this morning? I told you to make your bed this morning. Why is there dishes in your room? And dad just comes in, good morning son, are you awake? He doesn't see the dishes and the messy room and what, what, what. He's just like, are you awake? Do you want some coffee or tea? And the mom is stressing out like, ah! But there was the son in Luke 15. He came to his father and he said, and I'm, I'm just going to recap for next week and I'm going to start. He said, Dad, give me my inheritance. Now we know when Jesus made this um, 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 example, he wasn't talking about a poor family. It wasn't just give me five cents. He was talking about a very wealthy family because the dad divided the, the possessions between the, both the sons. And when the son left, they still had so much to live off. So it was a wealthy family. Okay, and the son, he went and he had a party and he had an awesome life out there. And suddenly he had nothing. Nothing. And he had to go and turn to a man and a different culture, a different city. And what did the man do? I spoke on it last week. He gave him pig's food. Remember I spoke about pig's food? He gave him pig's food. He had to sit with the swines. Now verse 17. But when he came to himself, he said, How many of my father's hired servants have bread enough and to spare, and I perish with hunger? How many? He was suddenly realized, Hey, even my father's servants is better than me. Because they have bread to eat. They're not dying of hunger and I have to eat pig's food. And he came to himself, realized that he was born for more. He was not just born to be isolated because he disconnected himself from the source. 
he disconnected himself from his identity. He disconnected himself from his protection, his authority. He disconnected himself and he ended up, when you disconnect yourself from the plan and the will of God, you end up eating pig's food. And I'm not preaching that again. I did it last week. And the son says, I will arise and go to my father and I will say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. And I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your servants. And he arose and came to his father. But when he was still a great way off, his father saw him and had compassion and ran and and fell on his neck and he kissed him. Now, you need to understand that a father's role is number one. He is the firm foundation. He brings identity. He brings protection. He brings stability. He brings direction and correction. Okay? That is the role of the father. And when a father is missing, that's why, men, you are so important. When you are missing, there is an identity crisis in families. Because mama needs to rise up and she needs to carry the burden that she wasn't created to carry. And she needs to become the man. And I'm not talking about funny business. I'm talking about the role, okay? I'm not talking about your sexuality now. And she has to come and she has to come and fill the position Now she has to be the strong one and she has to be the nurturing one. Where God created her actually just to nurture, she has to be both. And now the the mirror that reflects, reflects a different story than what it's supposed to reflect. That's why our communities is in trouble because there is a lack of fathers. But this daddy, he saw his son afar off. If you read the story, God didn't say the father packed his bag and went and looked for his son. But it says the father went and he was looking outside every day to see if his son is not coming back. Because the father gave the son his wish. He granted him his wish. And he gave him his inheritance. But when the father saw him afar, the father didn't go into his house, lock the door and say, everybody keep quiet, there's that rebellious boy coming. Let's pretend that we don't see him. Come on, sometimes we want to do that, right? No, he was excited. He ran to his son. He hugged his son and before his son said anything, he kissed him. Before his son could repent, the father's love was so great that the father embraced him with his smelling piggy smell, pig food breath, barefoot, stinky clothes. The father didn't care because he saw his son. Because the father knew, I created that boy. My wife gave birth to him. He's part of me. He's bone of my bone and he's flesh of my flesh. And daddy were excited. Now I know some of your men said yes, but you don't have my child as a child. Just trusted Jesus in them. Come on. And the father... 
was excited. The father didn't see a servant. He didn't see a stranger. He didn't see some crazy boy that's coming to steal the rest of his stuff. He saw his son. But the boy came back with a different mentality. He didn't come back as a son. He came back to be a slave. Because he carried shame on him. And he carried, he was in a position where, where he was like, I cannot even be in your presence. But 1 John 3 verses 1 says, How great is the love the Father has lavished on us, that we should be called children of God, and that, and that is what we are. How great. Come on. And verse 19 says, let's go back to verse 18. And he arose and go and go to my father and when and will stay, I'll say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. At least he repented. And I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your higher servants. And he arose and came came to his father but when he was still a great way off his father saw him and he got compassion and ran and fell on his neck and kissed him and the son didn't even realize or recognize the love of the father but he said and the son said to him father I have sinned against heaven and and in your sight and I am no longer worthy to be called your child but the father said to his servant bring out the best robe and put on him and put a ring on his finger and his hand and sandals on his feet what did the father do right there the father came he hugged the child he loved the child the child said hey I'm not worthy of your presence I'm not worthy to be called a son but the father looked at him through the eyes of love and he said, this is my son. Bring the best cloak because I need to restore his identity. He need to know that although he, 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 he walked away from me, he disconnected himself from me. He's still part of me. He's still, he's still carrying my name and he's carrying my worth. Bring the best cloak, not just any cloak, the best. And then the father said, bring the ring. He restored his authority. Because in Bible time, if you have the signet ring of the father, what can you do? You can wheel and deal. You can go buy stuff on the name of the father. You can do business deals on the name of the father. Wherever you appear, people will accept you because of the ring. Because of the identity of the father and he restored his, his authority. So now he can walk in the house and he can say to the servants, I want coffee, I want tea, I want this, I want that. Because you're not going to treat me like a slave now. You're not going to treat him like a slave because he's my son. And then the father restored his dignity. Because slaves don't wear shoes. And he took out, he said, bring him his sandals, bring him his shoes. And he put the shoes on his feet. 
not only God wants to restore your identity, but He wants to restore your authority and He wants to restore your dignity. That means, no, it doesn't matter what crazy business you did in the past. doesn't matter what people say about you and even if your past is sitting in the church. They can say, who do you remember? You know what I do if people come and try to talk nonsense about my past? And all I do, I have stories. I say, excuse me, what are you talking about? I have past. I don't live there. I don't talk about it. The one lady said, oh, you were very naughty when you were, child, when you were young. I said, sorry, I can't remember. Because my daddy used to call me angel, so I can't remember. I'm not going there. Why? Because who gives people the right to bring out your sin if God forgave him already? No. You should have clapped better than that. Come on. Who gives who give human the right to say something that God washed away with his blood that he paid the price for? And he says, no, you're not going to walk bare feet anymore. I'm restoring your dignity. You are my child. Your identity is in me. Because we are building the family. The world can reject you. Your family can reject you. But God says he will accept you. He will restore your identity. He will give you authority. And he will restore your dignity. Come on. And then whatever they named you, every label... Every name, every time they said you're not worth it, you don't want to mount up to anything, we don't want anything to do with you, you're not our type and you're not our class. Every time they will say that, you don't care because God restored my dignity. He gave me shoes to wear. And while I'm wearing the shoes, part of the armor of God, I'm good because it's well with my soul. God's shining His face over me. He's smiling over me. And He said, well done, you good and faithful servant. Not only are you my friend, but you are my child. Come on. But we come like, we are so sorry, Lord. I kicked the cat today. Now I can't pray. Nonsense. I sometimes also want to kick the dog. I don't, but I want to. For the SPCA, I don't kick the dog. (laughs) But come on. We are taking nitty gritty nonsense, keeping us from the presence and the, and, 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 and the, the power of God. Because we are so scared. That's why I can't speak because what will they say? Who cares? Who are they? If I had to worry about what they will say, I shouldn't even be here. Let me tell you a story. Marlene got attacked because I'm a woman preacher. Somebody walked out of the church one service because I'm a woman preacher. And I will not change my sexuality. God made me a woman with a mouth that can talk a lot. That's my calling. I can talk so much, your ears will pop. (laughs) Ask my husband, he knows. That's why he's the quiet one. I'm the bubbly one, talking one. (laughs) But when the son came and the father, he didn't only restore his identity, his, his authority and his dignity, but the father celebrated him. He said, get the best calf. 
Do you know they have a special animal calf that they feed for special guests? And the father celebrated him. He said, go and get the, that, that, that animal that I'm preparing for a very special guest that I raised from birth to be slaughtered for my very special guest. Go get that animal. Because we're going to have a party. And we're going to celebrate. The only two things that weren't happy about the son, the prodigal son coming home was the calf and the brother. Because he was going to get eaten, the brother is because now I probably have to share my inheritance again. Come on. But the father, he celebrated the son. And sometimes you sit here and you have maybe no reason to celebrate your children because they are maybe so out of hand and out of place and going crazy, maybe on the street. You know, we say we do tough love and we kick our children out so that they can learn. But in your heart, even if you do it, in your heart you don't give up on them. Come on. You don't give up on them. In your heart you are praying, Lord, where is my child sleeping? Please protect him. In your heart you want to get in the car and go and find that child. You phone Pastor Ulrich and say, listen here, this is embarrassing, but I need your help. You don't care if you lose as a daddy your dignity, but your child you're going to restore. Come on. Because you are building the house. I said this morning, there's a lot of dads and fathers sitting in the house. And moms that has to play the role of a dad. And you are condemning yourself because you feel you didn't do a good job. You feel that I could have done better. You know Billy Graham? I said it this morning as well. As he, they asked him, what is one of your biggest regrets? This is the man, I think he won the most souls and he turned the nations upside down. America called him the American evangelist. And they asked him, what is your greatest regret? A man that turned out around families and nations preach and people get saved. He said, my greatest regret is spend, not spending enough time with my children. I told my kids, because my husband works very hard, I said, I know sometimes your daddy is absent. Because he works. My husband works. He goes away for weeks. Sometimes six weeks, sometimes more at a time. And I told them, always remember, he's doing this because he loves us. He could have said, like, I don't care, I'm not going to work, you figure it out. But he's building his legacy. And he's working so that we can eat and have a good life. You know the clothes you are wearing? It's because he's working. You know the food you are eating? It's because he's working. And yes, sometimes we would rather have the man than all that. Come on. But you're carrying guilt um, uh, around and you feel like, you feel ashamed because you feel you didn't do a good job. No, man, you have to high-five yourself and say, well done. 
well done. There's, some of you are sitting here, you're not really a father. Um, you don't have your own bloodline children, but you are raising other people's children. Or you stepped into a troubled teen's life and you said, oh, I will be your father. I'm going to take care of you. I will direct you, lead you, and guide you. Discipleship. There is so many sons of our dad's church. We have a mandate that you need to arise and start thinking about the others. Do you know how many girls call me mom? And I'm trying to be the best there is. Do you know how many people call my dad dad? It's not his nickname. Come on. Do you know? The world is a mess because of a lack of fathers. We don't know who we are because the, the mirror is supposed to reflect something and it's reflecting nothing. So we have no example to look at. And now we go to TV and we go to YouTube and TikTok and all that kind of crazy. And we think that is how we should be. And I'm going to say it. And Disney, you can sue me if you want to. But you allow your children to watch Disney. Have you ever seen how disrespectful the children on Disney is towards grown-ups? My children watched one day and I was sitting with them and this girl, she slapped an elderly lady with a hamburger patty. And I said, this is the last day we will watch Disney. Come on. Teaching the children to lie. Teaching the children to hide things from their parents. Teaching the children to disrespect their fathers and their mothers. And we are okay with the church? No. If your father steps into the room, sons and daughters, do you rise up or do you still say, Hello, Dad. Do you respect him? I'm married to Vian. He's my husband. But when my dad comes in, Vian knows. It's a, it's a thing we have. I will serve them both tea equally. Make sure my dad is sorted out. Make sure he's sorted out. If I serve, I will serve because Vian dishes his own food. So I will say, Dad, what would you like to eat? If I can't do it, Adele does it. But we take care of him. Why? Because the Bible says, Honor. It didn't say you have to have a good parent. It doesn't say your parent has to, gold has to fall out of their mouth and, and all that kind of things. He says, honor, no matter what they do, they are honor. So that you can have a long, satisfied life. Come on. I was saying something yesterday. I was laughing down. This is just a bonus. I said, I look good because um, Gwen said she's laughing. LOL, I'm the only person going to Africa with long nails and lashes. And I said, yes, I'm taking my heels too. I said, because if I look good, I told the person in my company, I said, I look good. My husband looks good. She said, don't you want to preach it in church? I'm like, I can just tell your husband. I don't have to preach it. I can just tell your husband. Come on. Because if I look good and I feel good, it reflects on him. If I don't look good, that's why he needs to pay. (laughs) 
Come on, ladies. This one was for you, so now you like me again, right? He's just smiling like, what is this woman talking about? But he knows I've got his card in my handbag. He knows it went ching, 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 ching yesterday. I refuse to pay anything for myself. I said, God gave me you. And he's using you as the source. And I thank God every day for that source. Come on. Ladies, don't go put pressure on your husbands now. Only, please. Like, I, I just felt I lost five points with the men right now. But we need to come to that place where we need to realize God has an order. And His order never changed. He's first no matter what. Then your husband. Then your children. Many marriages is down the drain because the order is wrong. I like it when I get so busy with my kids. Fiano always tell me, don't forget who was there first. And then I said, me. (laughs) I was there before you, right? (laughs) Come on. We need to get the order. And for those who's not married, you can take notes. They said, we're not getting married counseling by her. Don't worry, I don't do marriage counseling. Marissa, them know. It might not end well. Romans 5 verses 8 says, God demonstrated His own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Demonstrate the love of a father. I said it last week. Kayla has a way, when, even when she was small, if she did something wrong, she will go and she will run and she will sit on her daddy's lap. And if I scowl her or say something, her dad will always like, Tasha, it's okay, it's over now. He will always protect her. The other day I saw a photo and she was out of school already and there was a tear sitting on her cheek. And I knew and she was sitting on daddy's lap and I knew I took this picture as evidence. That I said something and he was like, leave my daughter alone. But that is what fathers do. They protect their children. They protect their family. Come on. But what do we do? We need to celebrate them. My husband don't walk into the house and my face is like, now I'm always excited to see him. Except if it's like 12 o'clock at night and his van comes in and make a noise and I'm asleep and like, you know, they wake me up. Except that, don't put that on camera. But we celebrate them. Why? Because they are the ones that go before us and make our way straight. They are the warriors of our family. They are the kings of our homes. And you can say, but Tasha, I don't have a good husband. I don't, I don't, I don't have a good daddy. But it's still our responsibility to pray for them. To pray for them. And say, Lord, you know what I'm going through. I'm not going to discuss it with Auntie Sunny across the road. Because you are trying to get your husband saved, but you tell Auntie Sunny all his nonsense. And then you said, Lord, my husband is saved. But Auntie Sunny the next day, hey, 
Did your husband come drunk home last night again? And then you cancel all your words. No, you need to say, it is well. It is well. Even if you cry and even if it hurts. Pray for him. Don't stop praying. I have a friend. She's so awesome. She And you heard her testimony. She said her husband, God, gave to her as her ministry. They, they um, Bridget. And, they, and I like the way she takes care of him. And I like the way I just watch them. And I'm like, really, this is, this is, and he, he said it in his teaching. You can go watch it, the Bible school practical. She loves him because that's what God gave her. Come on, I'm not talking about you, honey. I'm talking about now. I'm talking about the wife that says, you don't sleep next to him. Come on. But men, don't beat yourself up. Because sometimes when I was a child, I didn't understand everything. My dad used to say, Wait till you have children. And sometimes you make decisions because you think that is right for that moment. And although maybe it was not the best decision you made, but for that moment, it were the best decisions. And kids will understand when they have kids. <laughs> they Come on. They will understand. They will understand. Don't beat yourself up because you did the best you can at that moment. You did the best you can. Every day you do the best you can. You are running hard and you are fighting hard. When the children is sleeping, you are praying because you say, Lord, where's the next meal coming from? Lord, I need to provide for my family. I need to make choices. I know it's hard sometimes. But when God is your foundation, men, come on. And when you become the foundation with God, a strong pillar in your family. Nothing will stop you. Nothing. Nothing. Tap yourself on the back and say, good job. Good, good job. Beyond's like, good job. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Good job, man. Well done. You could have walked out. You could have gone buy bread and never came back home. You know, they say, that my, where's, where's your daddy? No, he went and bought bread, but he never came home. You could have given up. You've could, you could have done a lot of things, but you didn't. You are still here, and I salute you this morning. Let's give the men a God bless you. The heart of a father. I want you to stand this morning. Dr. Gustav will be back. Keep us in prayer. I'm flying out Wednesday morning early. He's flying back Wednesday night late coming in. Pray for us. Pray, pray for your family. 
wives, even if you're not married, I tell Gracelyn, I tell her she's, she's a single, the only single daughter I have at the moment, except the rest. Marissa will be married soon. Savannah, I'm still looking for her husband. Oh, she's got one, he's Irish. Um, um, so, but I always tell her, pray for your husband, even if you don't know him now. Pray for him. Pray for your wife. Pray, pray, pray. Father God, I just want to come today and I want to pray for all the families that is here. I want to pray for each and every one. I pray, Father God, that you will just shine your face over them, Father, even more. Lord, we know the heavens is open, Lord, but open it wider, Father God. Lord, I pray, Father God, that you will give them perfect peace, Father. Restore joy where joy is needed, Lord. Restore families where relationships need to be restored, Father God, in this house, Father. Maybe there's broken homes, Father God, but restore the relationship, Father God, because at the end, it's not about us, Father. It's about the next generation, Father God. Lord, we sang that the Lord will bless us and keep us and, and surround us, Father, and that our children and our children's children will be blessed, Father God. Father, and we speak it. I speak it over them in the name of Jesus. I speak life over each and every one that is here this morning. Over every man, I pray for wisdom. Over every woman, I pray for wisdom, Father God. It's not easy to raise children. It's not even easy to raise grandchildren, Father God. Lord, but I pray, Father, that your hand will be over live stream. Your hand will be over people in this place this morning, Father. And even when fathers are missing, Lord, and they, they are maybe passed away, Father God, I pray that you heal the hearts of that family, Father. Thank you for the legacies that they have left, Father God. Thank you that they've left you in their children hearts, Father, and that's why they can go on strong, Lord. But I pray that you just, Father God, just show up. Touch. Lord, for that Father that's not saved, we pray, Father God, that He will come into the kingdom. That He will seek your face. He will seek your will. He will come back into place and into, into position, Father. Lord, I pray right now, right now, when there is fathers that were disappointed by life, by family, and even where there's fathers that sitting with their hands in their hair because of children, Lord, I pray right now, Father, that you will give them godly wisdom and that they will see, because they set a great example in the church, Father, that their children will come back to you, serve you, in the mighty name of Jesus. Father God, if there's anybody that's sick this morning, if you are sick, just raise your hands. If you are sick, there's a hands raised. I want you to stand behind the people whose hands are raised and just pray for them. Father God, right now, there's a hand there at the back. Stephanie, where are you? Are you still here? Pray, please. Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, I speak healing over your people. Because by your stripes, we are healed. We are delivered, we are set free, we are protected by the blood of Jesus. Father God, I speak to this flu. In the name of Jesus, we speak to you. We tell you to go in Jesus' name. We pray protection over ourselves. 
And I pray protection over each and everyone that is here and watching on live stream. The blood of Jesus is over you. No pestilence, no sickness, no disease, no virus, no nothing will come close to your tent. In the name of Jesus, I speak life. We pray for Pastor Emmy right now, Father, that you touch her body from her head to her feet. Lord, touch her lungs, Father God. Make her healer and make her whole, Jesus. I pray for her and Leanne, even in this time where it's Father's Day. The first without Pastor Arnold, Lord, I pray for them. In the name of Jesus, touch her, Lord. We pray for Pastor France and for Pastor Anzel, Father. Thank you for healing their bodies, strengthening their bodies, Father. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen and amen. Amen and amen. God bless you. He keeps you. He surrounds you. I pray favor over you. Johan, come and end the service for us, please. Let's just pray before we leave. Billy and Gwen, can you greet the people at the back? Thank you. Mighty God, thank you for thank you for sending your son. Thank you for being our father, Lord. Thank you for being there for us. And thank you that we can lay all our problems before you, Lord. Lord, I want you to bless. I want you to bless every single one of Every single person that uh, hears my voice, Lord, Lord, shower your blessings over their life this week, Lord, and show them that you care for them. So show your love to them and that they know that you are. Thank you for everything that you do for us. And Lord, thank you for every single blessing, even if it's so small that it's not worth mentioning, but it is worth mentioning because you love us, Lord. You love us and we love you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Amen.